Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Wednesday, June 21st, summer solstice, first day of summer edition of the Basement Academy. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day uh, to listen or to watch. Uh, let's begin, as always, with our morning psalm. This is Psalm 111, and it's a simple little psalm that reminds us of deep truths. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are steadfast forever and ever, done in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Mm. I like Psalm 111. It's just 10 verses, short and sweet, ends with this language about the fear of the Lord and the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. And so, as I mentioned yesterday, what I want to talk about today as we continue our reflection on where our treasure is, our heart will be also. And we've been focusing the last several days on tithing, giving 10% of our income, the fruit of our labor and that which God provides for us to bring 10% of that to the church typically is what it would be. <clears throat> Others, as I said yesterday, may wish to give to church-related or kingdom-oriented ministries, and I fully support that. <clears throat> I want to talk today about the wisdom of tithing and, for lack of any other word, the benefits of tithing. That is, the things that result in our lives when we commit to tithing. Uh, the, the first is this. It is a clear expression of a desire not to live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. When it's only about money in our lives, when that becomes our treasure, that becomes where our hearts get set, our priorities are oriented around making money, spending money, getting the things we want, it, it, it tends to a bread alone living, just the physical existence of our lives. And the wisdom that God's people heard through Moses, having come through the wilderness after God had provided manna from heaven for them, man does not live on bread alone. We, we live by bread, but not by bread alone. 
There is another food. There is another bread that, 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 that we need. <coughs> Excuse me. And so tithing is one expression of our desire not to live by bread alone. When you open your hands and give 10% of your income, wow, you're saying something there. Lord, there is something bigger than this world. There is something more important than the bread that this 10% of my money can buy. This money can buy a whole lot of stuff. It could buy a whole lot of bread, right? There, there's things that we could purchase that would help to bring joy to our hearts and, and, and satisfy us and make us happy and maybe sometimes feel more secure if we held on to that money rather than giving it. But tithing is an expression that we live not by bread alone, but, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts, one of his precepts is to tithe. One of his instructions is to, to bring out of gratitude and thanksgiving from the fruit of our labor, from the fruit of what he has provided for us, we bring back to support the ministry of the local church, the ministers and church staff of that local church, the missionaries of that local church. And as we tithe, as we, we saw just kind of with our thought exercise, Greenwich could have a budget somewhere in the two and a half to $3 million a year, twice our, our current budget. What could happen? What kind of ministries and impact could happen? So tithing helps us live not by bread alone and helps others towards that same goal. Secondly, tithing reorders our priorities. Uh, in the passage that we began with, <clears throat> where your treasure is, your heart will be also, it goes on from there and Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things that your father knows you need, these will be added to you. That's the language of priority. Seek first the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God. And so tithing helps us to reorder our priorities. It, it's an expression of seeking first the kingdom. We bring the first fruits of our crops. as That's the language of, of the uh, Old Testament, the agrarian society that they lived in. Bring the first fruits, <clears throat> bring the firstborn, bring the best of the flock. And so it, it helps us to reorder our priorities so that we are concerned more about the kingdom of heaven, more about the kingdom of God, more about what, what God is doing in the world and our community than just making our own kingdom more secure. So tithing helps us to reorder our priorities. And then we have to think, we have to think before we spend rather than just spend or use our credit card and yeah, I'll, I'll pay that off someday. And so it introduces financial discipline. And again, the root word to discipline is disciple. Talked a couple weeks ago at the beginning of this study about financial discipleship. Tithing is an expression of financial discipleship. I want to bring all of this, 
this this uh, financial world that I have that, that is necessary for my life in a modern world, I want to bring that under the lordship of Jesus Christ. I want it to be disciplined. I wish to be disciplined. I want to make purchases thoughtfully. I want to make sure where my money goes is, is uh, intentional. It, it's going to uh, support my family. It's going to support the community. It's going to, to help others. Um, I want to be thoughtful and intentional and focused and disciplined around our financial life. And so tithing, I mean, take 10% of your income that you're living on, take that away. You got to be, you got to be more focused. Now, friends, I'm telling you, it works and it's not that hard. If you're not tithing, then you're thinking, I don't know, what would I possibly eliminate? Well, that's the point you have to think about. Do I really need this subscription? Do I really need this uh, activity? Do we really need that purchase? And most of the time, the answer is going to be no. I don't need it. I want it. And so a tithing helps to introduce financial discipline, which is necessary to be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Along with this, uh, an attendant or an adjacent benefit is it leads to a simpler life. We, we don't replace our cars every two or three years. We, we drive them a little longer. And I know the argument gets made, yeah, but when you start paying all those car repairs, it, it'd be easier and better to have a, a, a new car payment. I, I understand there is a break-even point where maybe we're throwing good money after bad, you know, that, that, that idea. <clears throat> but on the whole, the best car you could be driving is the one you're driving right now, okay? <laughs> it, it's the cheapest. Just, just, play, just ride that car out, service it. Okay, so that's an example. And so it leads to a simpler, simpler life and lifestyle and ultimately to freedom. Not eating out as often as we do, it's probably better. So yeah, 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 man, I've been cooking meals and cleaning up for, you know, 50 years. I don't want to do that anymore. I understand that. But there is something about the simplicity of preparing a meal, taking ingredients. God, 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 there's a joy in that. There's something about that. And so just daily, the dailiness of life in our homes um, so again, I'm not telling you don't go out to eat, but I'm saying, think about that. The, um, read, this guy wrote a little essay one time called the $250,000 pizza. Uh, it's probably more than that now, right? Cause I, I read that probably 15 years ago. The idea is we eat out way too much and if you want to have wealth, if you want, and this is a guy who wasn't encouraging tithing. This is a guy just talking about, you know, financial discipline. If you want to do well financially, don't eat out. You, you could eat that same meal for a fraction of the price. You could eat, you know, five of those meals at home for the cost of one uh, eating out. And the idea is that we spend, you know, $250,000 in the course of our lifetime on pizzas, you know. So anyway, enough about that. 
And so tithing, because of the discipline that it requires and that it, that it brings about, leads to a simpler life, a simpler lifestyle, and ultimately to freedom. I, I just don't need all the stuff that our world tells us we need. I don't need that. You don't need that stuff, okay? And so it allows you then to, you know, hold on to some money that might otherwise be going out the door for, for you know, more frivolous purchases. And then with that, you can do things. There's a joy and a freedom. I wish I had more money than I did because I would give a bunch of it away. I just love, I got this from my parents. My parents were very generous. Um, and I've inherited that spirit and I'm thankful for that. I say that not to try to be boastful or braggy, but there's a real joy. Fi Dave Ramsey in his financial peace materials talks about that. Live like nobody else now so that you can live like nobody else then. And what a joy to be able to give money away, to bless other people with gifts and other, you know, philanthropy and charity and, and tithing and the like. So there's a simpler life, a joyful life, a, a free life. Tithing engages us in the ministry and mission of the church. You're going to pray about those missionaries. You're going to pray about the ministry of the church. If you are opening your hand and you're giving to your local church or to that, uh, to that charitable organization, that, that ministry or that mission organization, your prayers are going to follow your gifts. Your prayers are going to follow the donations. You're going to read that newsletter. You're going to care about the organization because, hey, you're invested in it. You're making an investment in the kingdom. You're making an investment in the mission and ministry. And so that's the idea in the book of um, Deuteronomy. When you bring your tithe, you sit and eat in the presence of the Lord. The notion is you participate in the blessing. And so as you give to the church, as you give to a mission organization, as you give to a local charity or other, you know, something that's serving the poor, you feel good. You participate in that. You pray about that. You, you read the newsletters that this is a good thing. And so it engages us in the ministry and mission of the church and of the kingdom. Tithing provides a quiet witness and example to our children, not just the little ones, because they maybe don't pay attention, but to the older ones. That's one of the challenges that, that often comes with age is bearing witness to the generations, children and grandchildren who sometimes get influenced by the world. And, and it's a quiet way that we say we have other priorities in our life. We care about these things. These are eternal realities that we are investing in. And so tithing is a witness. Tithing is a witness and an example uh, to our families uh, and, and frankly to others. It's inspiring when we hear the stories uh, of those who um, are, are generous uh, givers. And, and then finally, but not finally like there's no more reasons, but just in this list that I have here on the board, tithing helps us to do what Jesus instructed. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Lay up for yourselves instead treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so when we tithe, 
It helps our hearts to seek the true treasure, the gospel, the presence of God, the kingdom, the righteousness of God, um, evangelism and justice, um, compassion for the poor, um, the spread <laughs> of, of missions. That when we tithe and we and we're you know witnessing to our children, we're engaging in the ministry and mission of the church, and we're living simpler lives, our hearts are freer to care about the things that matter most. And so tithing helps to set our hearts free to pursue that true treasure, uh, the invisible, eternal treasure of, of God's kingdom. And, and it kind of loops us back. We're living not by bread alone, but on another bread. We're, we're, we're walking in the fear of the Lord. We're, we're following his precepts. And it demonstrates a good understanding in our lives. And as we tithe, we live more free of the clutches of money. I guess I should have put that up here somewhere. Maybe that's this freedom. Again, when we're holding on to money, we're not holding on to money. Money is, money is holding on to us. The way we break the power of money and its clutches in our lives is to open our hands and give it away. Money hates being given away. The, the, the Lord of money, the master that money is, hates to be given away. It wants to control. And it says, hold on to me. We say, no, 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 no. You are a servant. You're not a Lord. You are a servant. There's only one Lord, <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm living in lordship, in obedience to the lordship of Jesus. And I'm going to give so as to bless others. Okay. So let me wrap up there. A couple of uh, thoughts uh, for you today. Uh, we'll wrap up over the next couple of days uh, with some additional thoughts about our money and our treasure, etc. Maybe look at a couple other teachings and parables of Jesus. So let, let's close with prayer. Lord, we desire this kind of life, a simpler, more disciplined life that is ordered according to the priorities of your kingdom. We wish not to live by bread alone. We're, we're drawn to a bread alone life by our world that deceives us. We, we desire hearts that are set free and hearts that pursue true treasure. So Lord, lead us, lead us into such a life. And by the power of your spirit, uh, forgive us where we struggle and stumble in these areas where we're resistant, Lord. Softness in your grace and compassion and your wisdom. Would you draw us uh, ever closer to your kingdom? And so I pray for my sisters and brothers and myself and my wife that we may live into these high and noble ideals. As we pray in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray together saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, may you live this day seeking first his kingdom and his his righteousness, and may your heart seek that true treasure in heaven now and forevermore. Amen.